For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having us. Want to get into, and we'll get into this in a quick moment here, differences and similarities too. Uh, COVID and the flu. Uh, get to that in a moment because we are we're rolling right on into flu season here. Got my flu shot, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. But but first off, a status report as best as you can here. Give us some sense of where we are within, in, in your practice and others. You talk with your colleagues. You, 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 you keep tabs on data here. What are we seeing in terms of coronavirus in, in our community here? We, we track the numbers from the Department of Public Health, the, the cases that seem to be increasing slightly over the last couple of weeks. What are you seeing? Uh, I think probably that's about right. I mean, in my practice, personally, I know last week I had uh, six patients that uh, were positive in my in my sample of patients. So I do think there's been a slight uptick in the recent couple of weeks. Now, are we seeing, and you've been seeing cases, obviously, through the course of the pandemic. We're now about to roll into, I guess, our eighth, ninth month of this. Uh, a, a generalization is called for here. Are the cases becoming more severe, or are we merely seeing more positive tests? Um, yeah, I think what you look at with that is what's the positivity rate in the community. I mean, you're, as you have more tests, you have more positives, but... What you're looking at is what, how many, what's the percent of tests that are turning positive in the community to really determine some of the community prevalence. And that, as a statewide figure, continues to creep downward. It was north of 12, 13 percent at one point back at the end of the summer. It's at 9.7 percent. Now, I think I'm hearing experts who say they'd like to see that at around 5 percent, the positivity test rating. That's right. Uh, that would be a goal to get to. Uh, uh, finally, and we'll get into the flu thing here in a moment, uh, are, are we seeing more people in need of things like hospitalization, or are we seeing people who are simply testing positive but are being asymptomatic? We're seeing some of both. I, I think it's some of both. I, uh, personally, in the last few weeks, I've had patients that need to be hospitalized, but also patients who were symptomatic but could be managed at home. Uh, Dr. Thomas Wells with us here again, uh, Piedmont and the Oconee Health Center. All right, I wake up some morning here and I, I feel rough. Uh, and it's not because of anything I did the night before. I just feel bad. I don't know. I got a, a headache. I got a body ache. I got maybe a fever. I may have some dysentery. I may be nauseous. I may have any number of symptoms. Uh, what do I need to focus on by way of determining, distinguishing between coronavirus and the more conventional flu? Well, I think it's going to be hard. I mean, I think a lot of the symptoms are very similar. Uh, fever, chills, cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, sore throat, body aches. All the things you've mentioned can all be both uh, flu, the typical influenza, as well as uh, COVID. Um, you know, a couple of major differences. You know, sometimes it seems that COVID does seem to cause more serious illness in some people, as well as yeah, the loss of taste and smell does seem to be more specific to COVID nineteen. What do we know? What do we know about that? That thing about taste and smell. I've been hearing about that for months now, and I, I, I've not educated myself enough to know why that seems to be happening, or, or do we have a sense of why that might be happening? 
Yeah, it's because of inflammation in the nasal passage and it affecting the olfactory nerve neurons. It doesn't permanently damage the nerve, but the olfactory nerve is one of your cranial nerves that involves taste and smell. And it seems that the inflammatory process, like we've talked about, that COVID seems to cause more of an inflammatory process as far as in the um, respiratory lining as well as blood vessels with some of the episodes around blood clotting and things like that, uh, increasing your risk of blood clots, that it causes the inflammation in uh, the nasal passage and that affects the uh, nerve endings for taste and smell, and that's what causes that loss. Now, is some of this stuff permanent? Is, am I never going to get my taste back, or is it too soon to know? I have not. I've had patients that have that has been one of their – I had one patient that, in fact, that was their only complaint, um, and it took several months. Uh, but eventually it does come back, and from what the literature I can tell – in reading it, it doesn't seem to be a permanent, but it may take more than just a few weeks. It may take up to a few, few several months to have that uh, sense of taste and smell return. Mm. And that, again, would be one of the major distinctions uh, and, and maybe even one of the few distinctions between the symptoms of coronavirus and the symptoms of the flu. Nobody, we've never heard of people, generally speaking, losing a sense of taste and smell when they have the more conventional flu. That would be correct. Dr. Thomas Wells with us here another couple of minutes. Again, COVID and the flu. We rolled into the flu season. As I mentioned, I got my flu shot just a couple of weeks ago. I, I, I have just intuitively asked and wondered and thought maybe over the last few months that with all of these coronavirus mitigation measures we've all been taking, up to and including for some folks the wearing of masks, but all of the sanitation stuff as well, people learning to wash their hands, that kind of thing. Uh, all other things being equal, it would seem to me that maybe we've, we have, in the effort to slow the spread of coronavirus, maybe set ourselves up for a flu season that won't be as severe. Is there any guidance on that? That would be the hopes. And some of the, uh, if you look at some of the uh, countries that, especially in the uh, southern hemisphere, such as Australia, who just came out of what would be their winter and what would be typically their flu season. They had one of their lighter flu seasons, but, you know, once again, they took a lot of efforts around social, uh, you know, distancing as far as limiting exposure and wearing masks, hand sanitation. So the hopes would be that if we are taking those measures and do it, uh, taking them seriously, then we will, uh, might also see those same results. You know, I talk about this every year, Dr. Wells, as we roll into flu season. My understanding here, and I'm going to dramatically oversimplify, but it sounds like uh, on the part of these health officials, it sounds like a big guessing game, an educated guessing game. I mean, some of the world's best and brightest working on this, but essentially they're trying to do two things. They're trying to determine what the flu strain is because it varies from year to year. They're trying to figure out what is likely heading our way, and they're looking at different countries, different parts of the world to try to make that determination. And having made that best guess, okay, it's going to be this flu strain, let's concoct something that will head it off, something that will prevent people from getting it or mitigate the effects once they do. Uh, it, it's essentially, is it not, a, a bunch of medical detective work? Correct. I mean, you know, the flu vaccine, you know, I think it's important to understand, you know, COVID is a new virus. It's SARS-CoV-2 is uh, one strand, whereas uh, the influenza or flu season is made up 
what we have is multiple subtypes of influenza A and influenza B that would be circulating in the community. So the flu vaccine, you have to make a uh, educated decision based on exactly what you've talked about, different uh, what's circulating in other countries where we in history as to what would be in the flu vaccine because there's multiple, more than just uh, one type of flu, vac, flu influenza. There's multiple subtypes of influenza A and B. So, I mean, one of the recent studies out of the CDC shows that the flu vaccine, it reduces the flu illness about 60 percent in the overall population during seasons when the um, it seems to match up well, somewhere between 50 and 60 percent. And finally, quickly, about 30 seconds here, Dr. Thomas Wells brings us to the coronavirus vaccine and the work that is being done on this. Uh, educated guess on your part and maybe some of this above even your pay grade, but but your optimism, if there is any, for getting a vaccine anytime soon. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there is the hope of getting a vaccine soon. I mean, when I say soon, I mean the next, you know, six to nine months. I mean, is going to still have to go to go trials and you know it may be sooner but i mean part of it's going to be also be the distribution that not everyone's going to be able to be vaccinated immediately that there's going to have to be there's a plan being put forth mm-hmm. to how things are going to the distribution and the different stages of that as well as just the logistics of getting millions of uh, doses out to the public. Dr. Thomas Wells, we'll leave it there. Uh, Piedmont Physicians Hawthorne Medical at the Oconee Health Center. Dr. Wells, thanks for your time this morning. Hey, good morning. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.